I'm Shelby Oleschlager. This is Weekend Hustle, and we are Barrel Racers. Join us on our journey to personal growth for us and our horses. Together, we can hustle. Well, things sure got real in this episode, guys. Me and a friend got together to go over why our mental state outside of the arena really affects us in the arena and on our horses. So we uncovered our own struggles we've had facing this and how we are able to overcome our own personal struggles to better our horses and better our time with our horses. So I hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, please subscribe. But let's begin. Today we have an exciting friend guest that I'm talking with today. Katie McAlpine is here and <laughs> she approached me with a bit of a question concern thought that she had and it had to do with obviously barrel racing and how things affect us. So Katie, if you'd like, please introduce yourself and just a bit of a backstory to what we were talking about before. Yeah, so I'm Katie, um, and if anyone doesn't know me, you maybe know my horse. She's a keeper. Uh, She's pretty special to me. Uh, Anyway, uh, I was just, like, talking to Shelby, and I was, like, going through some old pictures because, like, there's not a whole lot else to do right now, but I was going through some old pictures, and I was looking at pictures from two years ago, two and a half years ago, and, like, then a lot has changed in my life in, like, the past two and a half years, um, just, like, personal struggles and things, so that's really affected my riding and I saw a picture from two and a half years ago and I was like holy like I've come a long way in my riding and like I was like what why is that like I kind of started examining it and I was like you know what I think it was because I actually started putting like a lot of work into my mental health and I think that really started to affect my horse and like now that um, I'm not riding as much and like I was just yeah thinking about my career I was like wow okay like that's really cool. And I think that's something really important that people miss. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of cool. Like I love using video and pictures to reflect because a lot of the times as riders, we don't even know what's going on. So we might be quick to blame something or beat up our horse a little bit and being like, why isn't this working or what's going on? It's just like a bad ride or a bad deal. And when we look back at our pictures, it's so cool to see the progress And I mean, like fitness people do that. And I think there's a big reason because it shows you, like you said, like how far you've come. Mm -hmm. And especially if you were like, if there's troubling times in your personal life, I totally feel like I've gone through that of, and that's like you, how you are outside of the arena and away from your horse tells so much about how you're going to do and perform. Like true (laughs) you can't like you can't cut it off you like I mean some people are like really good trainers and they're really awesome but as like an individual maybe not as much where I still think like you need to have that like mental capacity to be a performer in order Mm -hmm. to really have that kind of translate over to your riding so was there anything in particular that was going on that you felt affected kind of how you were performing with your horse or how you're just riding around in general yeah so through like examining my own life, I realized one, I am not a patient person. (laughs) Like that is very hard for me. Like kudos to all you guys who ride babies and like two-year-olds and three-year-olds and like the patience you put with them. Like I'm not a patient person. And I think that really affected Keeper because she needs that. Mm -hmm. She is a very anxious horse and like she needs me to be patient with her. And something else that I learned, I'm a very anxious person. Like, so then 
it's almost like if I got anxious and I went to the barn and I was already anxious, like she knew before I even put her halter on, like Uh how I was feeling. So I go into that and expect her to give me a good ride when I'm not giving her my clarity in my mind like if I'm not giving her my full mental attention Mm -hmm. and I don't have the space to go to the barn and give her the attention she needs because she's a high performer and overachiever like I need to be able to be there for her not be a perfectionist that's another one of my struggles Mm -hmm. so like just take the small wins and like just being able to slow down like and just Mm-hmm. I don't know. It took me so long to even just be able to walk on a loose rein and be like, trust her enough and like not be anxious. And like, yeah. I don't know, that took a really long time. Uh-huh. And I think like coming with my mental state, I was able to be like, okay, I need to not pick on her when I go to the barn today because I'm in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. I need to take this time and go and enjoy the time with my horse and like love on her and make sure she knows how much I appreciate her. And like, it's okay. Like you don't need to be anxious. You don't need to always try and be pleasing me because like, that's not healthy for her. And then when we go to competition and we're both anxious, that's not going to turn out the, the, with the result that we want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. You said so many good things there. Like, first of all, at the beginning, just being the rider and person and owner your horse needs at that time. Like if you're not that person, it's so impossible to, which I mean, we do that, but it's unfair to expect them to not act anxiously or feel your energy when you're delivering it. Like, you know what I mean? And I always feel that way. It's like, we're the ones that kind of ultimately are in control. And if like, you know, you show up kind of more relaxed and like, Hey, this is, you kind of visualize and think, okay, this is what my day and my ride's going to be like. I'm going to appreciate and just have gratitude for the opportunity to go see your horse. Right. And then when you kind of alter your mind a bit, instead of like, oh, we're going to pick and I want this perfect and whatever, if you're a perfectionist, like you're not going to quit till it's done. And then at the end, it's kind of like, did we actually accomplish what we set out? Was it a win? Yeah. Right. So, so that's really good. What, um, so moving forward, you just kind of changed your mental state with that, or was it more of a, like a, a progress that you had to do outside of the arena in order to really feel that change? I had to do, yeah, a lot of work on myself outside of the arena because I realized that like my anxieties and my perfectionistic tendencies and like the fact that I'm not a patient person, like that stems from something else, not from my horse. And like, I don't want to go to the barn and put a bigger bit on my horse and piss her off because I'm feeling that way. That's not fair to her. Like, I think it's really important to, yeah, like evaluate ourselves outside of the arena. So we're giving our horses the fair chance and we're not taking our baggage onto them kind of just like any other relationship. Yeah. I love that. That's so <laughs> true. And it like, that is like, I like love that so much. Cause it's really, like, it's game changing when you think of it like that. It seriously is. Yeah. And that's what I want to show people is that if you switch that, or if you actually take the responsibility of acknowledging your weaknesses and your strengths and how you are going to affect your horse it totally changes everything. I think like for me as well, like I've worked on myself and like, it's just such a, it's such a personal battle because the sport is very independent. Like it's not like soccer or any big, you know, team event. It's just us and a horse and they don't speak our language. And Mm -hmm. so it's very much on us. Like everything that happens comes back to us pretty much. And I think with us, like, 
us is a lot of things. We're barrel racers. We have jobs. We have relationships. We have stresses of the day. And that's just who we are. Mm-hmm. And our horses don't. They just chill. They don't know when they're going for a 10-hour drive or what's happening. They just, like, are the most easygoing things ever, if you really think about it. They, like, rely on us. Like. Yeah, exactly. So, like, for us, like, that's almost kind of – we almost need to learn from our horse a bit more. Like, yeah. learn what our horses are like and be a bit more like that. And, yeah. You know, so- right? Like, that's so good. <laughs> Yeah. So was there any really big obstacles, I guess, that were really like um, eye-opening for you that you realized, okay, I think I need to change something. Like something isn't working. Um, I just like, I kind of felt like I was juggling all these balls and I couldn't keep them all in the air anymore. And I'm like, okay, something needs to change. And like, that's hard as a human to admit that like, I can't do it all. Like, I don't know. That's at least hard for me to admit because like you don't want to let anyone down like you want to like try your best but it's like you know what if you're not healthy in your mind you can't like do that but it's hard to it's hard to like get to that point and realize that and change needs to happen and like a mental change is probably harder than a physical change like yeah. I don't know just putting that work in and struggling and like but it's worth it all in the end like I don't know you just keep going and when you feel healthy in your mind like it translates it's like I don't know so much health yeah. comes inside and out so I guess that's kind of the point I'm trying to get at no it's, it's so hard, true. hard. It's so true and like the thing about the physical or mental change for me like my experience is like last year was a pr- really rough year with my one horse and I felt so defeated and I kind of got to a pretty dark place I guess with almost like for me my problem was like self-sabotage yeah. and it was so repetitive and every time I totally proved my point after my run I'm like I can't do this mm-hmm. like I'm not like like when I was at that place I was like I'm not cut out for this it's not working and that's seriously how I felt and last year was kind of a bit of an altering point for me where I realized I'm like something has to change here so that was my moment where I felt myself before a run already feeling defeated I'm like I might as well not even do my run and yeah. that was pretty rough like that was rough to like accept that kind of. And I was like at the point where I'm like, maybe I need a therapist. Like I'm all for that. And like, I need to go get like some counseling or like do something, read a really good, inspiring, helpful, like self-help book to try and get me over this obstacle. Because like that, me just self-sabotaging my runs. And like, that's not fair for my horse. Like I felt that's what, that was what hurt the most is I felt bad. Like yeah. horse, like you don't deserve to get put through this, but it was a me problem. And I had to overcome it. And for me, my turning point is I actually really started going hard at the gym. And it took like with being like, if you're trying to change your mental state, like that first step is definitely the hardest of even just accepting and then going through with it and realizing, okay, something actually does need to change. And that change Mm -hmm. is me. Like I need to change. Like it's not working. And that is a tough pill to swallow. So that's like so awesome that you were able to do that and like make that change and get yeah it. it was tough like the first time going to the gym like it was such a small little hurdle but it was literally just getting my membership and I like I kept putting it off and a month would go by and I never went and I'm like oh like I'll do it eventually and then the one thing that actually helped is um, my mom started going so having like a partner kind of 
to help you and like coach you and just kind of persuade you to take action. That helped me a lot. So, I mean, if anyone is struggling to maybe take that step, maybe like reaching out, I would really encourage to reach out to someone and, or like listen to something like this, if someone's going through like a similar thing and like there's options for me, the gym changed my mental state. Mm -hmm. So it kind of went both ways where I think once you get the momentum to do it, it just happens. It's yeah. like an after effect, which is like the most positive effect you can have. Like it just goes hand in hand. So that was a like that really helped me. But even still, um, like for preparing to get on my horse, I find like for me anyways, you know, just thinking, okay, I'm gonna enjoy this ride. It's gonna mm-hmm. be a chill ride. Mm-hmm. And when I think of that, I actually have fun and it was good. And, yeah. you know, I'm like, I don't know, like, is that something you do as well? Like before you even show up, just think to yourself, almost like it's like a type of meditation almost. You're like thinking, yeah. visualizing, okay, this is the state I'm going in with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. It's like, okay, if I'm going to go in, I'm going to, you know what, just long trot around the pasture today because mm-hmm. like the stretcher out, just let her chill let her like get her head down. Like mm-hmm. if I'm going in with that attitude and then I find myself halfway through that pasture ride, like wanting to nitpick on her and like get her to frame up or something. And then it's like, Oh wait, that wasn't even my goal. Then you can like yeah. kind of go back and be like, okay, I'm going to enjoy this. Like, no, just take a step back, yeah. breathe. It's okay. If you try and nitpick on her, you're going to make her anxious. And that wasn't, that's not your goal ever, but like, it's good to go in with that mindset. Yeah, I love that making a goal for your ride and trying to stick with it no matter what, because I find like my rides fluctuate where, I mean, I've read, you know, you could have your ride and then your horse tells you what to work on. And I mean, that's like in a training session, which I understand. And I am like that as well, where I like that idea of actually having a goal for it because you might think, Oh, I really need to work on this because that's what your horse is telling you. But then you also want to work on what you want to work on. Or if you just think, okay, let's have a goal. Let's accomplish one thing today instead Mm of taking over the world in one ride. Like it's not exactly. So that's actually really good. Like you're kind of like, self-checking yourself be like okay this isn't my goal I had for today yeah it's like setting reasonable and achievable goals because like before you achieve those small goals then that like works up to your big goal and I think that can really translate to like in a run say you go into a competition you're like okay last three weeks we haven't been like doing quite as well like that's not set an expectation to go win the 1D or something that's be Mm -hmm. like okay let's try and have a good competition and enjoy ourselves and then you're setting yourself up to win instead of the fail at a competition too. And like practice that at a small ride, you can like take that with you wherever you go. It's true. It's, and then at that sense, it's not such a defeat if you don't win because technically your goal wasn't to actually like win the whole thing. (laughs) Like it was (laughs) go enjoy, go enjoy it, have a nice run and love your horse and just make the most of it. And then at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I actually did that. It was fine. And I always like to be like, I'm definitely a very more positive, optimistic person. And it's like, no matter what happens, it can be like the biggest wreck. But I'm like, you know what? Like, whatever, there's next time. Like, but that's such a good attitude to have in life. Like, uh-huh. so good. Yeah, with everything, right? Like, even like my day to day, just like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's like, just, it's okay. Things happen we don't have control always. And I think right now 
this 2020 year has really proved that it's like we really don't have control over what we thought we did like we're so little in the grand scheme of things like let's just be grateful like for Mm -hmm. what we have and I don't know just so grateful to even have the opportunity to be able to ride horses I think that's just amazing yeah yeah exactly and also for me right now is a few of our horses got a bit sick so they were off for a while and my four-year-old was off for about like a week and a half. So I went and that's exactly what I thought of when I got on. I'm like, I'm just going to have a relaxed ride with her because I haven't rode her in a week and a half. It was, she had a really bad cough. So I was like, I don't want, I'm not going to like work her hard because she's recovering. So I just was like, it's going to be a nice chill ride. And I rode like that. I rode chill one hand, like life is good. And she worked nice and like moved my, like moved off my body. And I was like, oh, that's actually what I want all the time. (laughs) But I actually, it was because I appreciate, I'm like, I actually get to ride this horse where before if I rode every day, I didn't maybe take a step back to think about, wow, like this is actually really cool. My mind was always, oh, I need to fix this. I need to get her ready for running. I need to, you know, add speed and like get her rating better and do all this where when she was sick, I had that week to really reflect on stuff and just think, you know, let's take it easy right now. Like we have time to fix those things or to keep working on it. And it's just, it was like, wow, like you can lose a horse really fast. It's so true. If you want to like relate that to life and everything in a more serious matter, like it's not forever. Horses' lives aren't forever. Ours aren't. And I think when you, like one of my horses hurt herself last year and she's been off for a while and that just really made me realize is, hey, you might have your last run on your horse. So why do you want it not to be good? Like, why do you want to be mad at your horse? Like, what if it's your last one? So true. Right? And I literally never know. I think it was like Sherry Servey who said, uh, your barrel horse is like a pack of cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Like, it's going to run out eventually. Like, you don't know your last one. I think having that in the back of your head is so, it's just going to give you like the gratitude automatically. You're just going to always appreciate that you have that, Mm -hmm. knowing that it's going to be gone at some point or another. Yeah. And I think if you just like appreciate, life I guess with gratitude it really changes your whole perspective on everything else too yeah riding included (laughs) exactly racing included (laughs) no that's awesome oh I'm glad things turned around for you like you seem like you're doing well and you're biking lots you're how is keeper doing she is doing really good yeah um Carol is taking amazing care of her and I'm so thankful for that and uh she's recovering from her surgery really well um not sure if she'll be able to barrel race again but like I'm kind of feeling at peace with that since I'm at school Mm -hmm. and really busy anyway and yeah I'm keeping up with my physical activity biking um yeah so that's been pretty fun but like Uh definitely it's a challenge and like I'm excited I feel like I'm a better rider because I've been biking just like with my balance and like that's really sad anyway yeah only a few trees were hit (laughs) only a few it's fine like just (laughs) oh that's funny yeah that's awesome it's a good outlet though yeah yeah Yeah. especially right now yeah anything that's just beneficial and challenging you and I like that like just having a new challenge to tackle and I mean if you never really biked a lot before it's just a whole new world to get accustomed to and just like barrel racing is and the one last thing I'm going to say about that is people that take barrel racing as too much of a challenge and then they're kind of afraid to even go for it like that is in itself like such a personal 
problem. Like it's a personal issue that you need to like, how did you feel actually starting biking? If you kind of took a break from horses and then you like went full force into the biking world. Uh, kind of terrifying. Thankfully (laughs) my boyfriend is really great and like helps me and stuff. And like, yeah, no, it was such a new challenge because I was like good at horses and I'm like oh okay like I can just get on over to this and it's like no no like it's gonna be a challenge too yeah (laughs) Yeah. like you can't you gotta start from square zero (laughs) and like definitely not as fit as I thought I was (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) that's awesome Yeah, yeah I mean now that the weather's beautiful I feel like it's boosting everyone's spirits a little bit and time to like get outside even if it's not to barrel race there's still so many things we can do with our time that are gonna help us for when we get to for the fresh air (laughs) I know right it's so nice yeah that's what I plan to do for the rest of the day is maybe maybe go golf non-horse related stuff (laughs) (laughs) that sounds fun (laughs) yeah exactly it's nice nice to have a like as bad as that sounds it is okay with the whole world thing going on like it feels like a very weird situation we're never going to have again. So for me, I'm trying to maybe take advantage as much as I can, despite how bad it is. You know, it's still, you got to try and be a bit positive about the situation we're in. Yeah. Like finding the positives is the best that we can do. And yeah, we're not, there's so like, we're in so little control of everything. That's the one thing we are in control of is finding the positive. Oh, I love it, Katie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you so much for joining me and doing Thanks this. Thanks for having me. Just a bit of a backstory with this is Katie, we were talking about this and she said like she'd like to write stuff. So I told Katie, I'm like, well, if you wanted a platform to write a blog post, I said I would gladly share it for you and like put it on my website, obviously get her, give her full credit. But if she wanted to try writing things, and I mean, it's totally related to Weekend Hustle's goals and mission. So she ended up, you know, not getting it done. And I said, Hey, let's do a video call. It'll be way better. better. (laughs) So, so that was great. Anyways. Um, yeah. So thank you so much. And, um, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Oh my word. Katie is such a doll and I had so much fun talking to her about all these things. I feel like we just got decently vulnerable here and went over maybe some struggles you might have. So if this might be a common problem you have, I'd love to hear about it. Please send me a message, write a comment, do what you have to do, but get your words out. And I love talking about this sort of stuff. So with Katie, it was perfect. I'm really glad that she wanted to do this and I'm glad she agreed to chat with me. I want to say there will be more of this type of stuff coming out. So if you do like this and want to talk about brow racing, want to get together, please subscribe. Never miss a beat and we will chat later. Thanks guys.